Yeah, so, I mean, before uh, my mic fucking died, we had a good conversation about your TikTok career. So, can we yeah. start over, my dude? Sorry. So, hey, that's I how I discovered you guys, like, six months ago, so. Yeah. No, you're fine. With TikTok, I mean, we've made it a big priority because we've seen a lot of success in it. Um, we noticed early on that it was an app that was free promotion that put your music or whatever you were doing in front of people that actually wanted to see it. Um, and that's something you don't see on Facebook and on Instagram. You know, like back in the day, um, you know, bands would message random people that, you know, had similar music taste and be like, hey, you should check out my band. And they'd be like, no, fuck you. Like, don't <laughs> message me. Nope. On TikTok, like, you know, the algorithm is putting it in front of people that probably like it as long as it's good. Um, so we took advantage of that. I experimented with it during my boredom in COVID when I was losing my mind to say, if I can get people to actually listen to my band because of my cringy TikToks, so be it. Let's do it. Um, I saw a little success at a video that got us 600 Spotify uh, followers overnight. The band all hopped on board. And then we had a member, Tristan, who um, made a TikTok with our music video, Sick of It All, and it went viral. And things have not stopped since then. So TikTok is one of our biggest priorities. And it's funny talking to managers and other people in the industry that like to want to join our team and we tell them it's like tiktok is important don't tell us we're not doing tiktok <laughs> right um, yeah yeah, yeah. um the, the magnolia park video that was um in front of my face when i started getting into it was literally like day one of trying to blow up our band and i was like bro it it, it only took one day yeah. <laughs> Twenty-five thousand likes i was like this is probably gonna go on for like seven days maybe longer like i'm doing that with poeta now so i'm like day one I'm trying to blow up poeta i'm like all right we're gonna keep going until it hits so yeah, but with magnolia park man it did, that wasn't the case <laughs> there's there, i mean there are definitely a few times we try to do a day one it wasn't day one but <laughs> everything yeah. helps everything makes a difference for sure so but, like obviously you guys are going out on the road soon so that's pretty exciting uh have you guys done a like kind of uh I guess, um, like preliminary gigs to get you ready to go out on the road. Cause you're going out to California and then heading out to Texas, Colorado, and Utah, right? Yeah. And then one, one Arizona date as well, but yes, that's pretty much everything. It's a small two week, uh, tour to promote little Lotus's new CD that he released or that's releasing, I believe. Yeah. The first night of the tour on August 19th. Um, no, we, we haven't played any shows. Um, um, and we've been rehearsing nonstop. We have a practice space that our buddy's letting us use. Um, cause we had one in the roof caved in because of rain. Hey, <laughs> so, <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> Florida weather so, really fucking is no joke. It's like torrential downpour yeah. hurricane weather in the next hour. It's really nice. No joke. What are you talking about? <laughs> Literally it's just like, Hey guys, you got to find another pot spot because we have roof damage. I'm like, okay. But we've been rehearsing a lot. Um, we've talked about trying to like hop on a show last minute, like the week before, just to maybe do it. But we're fine with not playing beforehand. Uh, we put a lot of time into rehearsing. And the main reason that we also don't want to um, is we want to save our Orlando hometown date until we release um, uh, our CD in the fall. Um, so we want to make that as big as possible. So part of it is just making sure that that's like the biggest thing we do. 
that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty smart idea to wait. I mean, but just that's pretty pretty lofty expectations to kind of just get out on the road your first gigs all the way on the other side of the country. Um, so, what are the expectations like going into this tour? Like, what are you guys are you guys trying to find out anything specifically? Or are you guys trying to evolve uh, with your sound or anything like that? Or are you just trying to really just shake off the cobwebs and get back out there? Um, I guess for us, this is like, this is the next step. I mean, at this point, we're a TikTok band because we <laughs> were a TikTok, which that sounds funny. Like I laugh at that, but I mean, yeah. George kind of like foot stomped the importance of it and it like, everybody's now forced to do it. And you see people that, you know, you would never think that would be on the app a year ago. And now everybody's forced to use it as a tool because like we keep foot stomping it ourselves now that I'm on board with it. It's like, it's, it's, it has to be used. But also, like, even other industry professionals are starting to realize, like, how important it is. Like, I just sent that video to you, Zach, with Nick Nocturnal, the yeah. guitar player who reacts to metal music and stuff. Yeah. Dude, he streams mm -hmm. on Twitch, whatever. But he was like, I don't want to say this, I, I, it's, 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 but I have to say it. But, like, yeah. this is, for the next year, this is going to probably save. I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, this is going to be the music industry. Like, this is going to rebuild the music industry is this app. So being a TikTok band, it ain't so bad, right? You're touring with Little Lotus. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I'm playing funny because people will call us, oh, yeah, the TikTok band. <laughs> like, I mean, we're not going to argue against it. It's very true because right. started really getting traction on TikTok during COVID. There are no concerts or anything. But, um, you know, this is the next step. We want to be a band that tours, you know, at least – what did we say? I mean, we want to tour very often. We want to be in the studio very often. And we have a lot of fans that have been asking us continuously, when are you coming here, here, and here? And so we want to do that. You know, we want to do that for ourselves. We want to see how we do on the road. Um, we want to play for people that want to see us. And um, yeah, we're just all really excited for it. Um, it's, it's definitely what we want to try next. I think it's really cool that I had Andrew Wade on as episode four, and that is your producer, and that is like your go-to <laughs> other member as with Magnolia Park. So it's like worlds are fucking colliding, and I'm curious because when I asked him, I said, obviously the guy must get a thousand fucking submissions. And for anybody listening and watching, if you don't know who Andrew Wade is, you should because he did every single Day to Remember album. You know, no big deal, but. <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, is that um, he told me that he really looks for a vocalist if he can work with the vocalist, like and which is Josh in this case. Um, he really would like to work with the band. So, how was that communication between the band and him early on? Because I know these singles came from that studio, which is fucking awesome, and he's continuing to work with you guys as well, which is super fucking cool. Yeah. So. I do know the story. I wasn't here at the moment for I wasn't there at the moment because me and Joe, the drummer, were the latest addition. Mm -hmm. They so Magnolia Park did because luckily we're in Orlando. That's where Wade is. So it was perfect. We have this um, phenomenal studio literally at our doorstep right here where other bands have to travel across the state or the country just to go somewhere with a good reputation. So Magnolia Park started recording with his um, assistant, Andy. Um, who also works at the Audio Compounds. Um, they did a lot of their earlier work with him. And while doing that, you know, they met Andrew. Andrew got to know their music and what they were about. And when eventually, you know, they asked, hey, we'd like to record with you, we'd agreed to it. 
Um, early on, I mean, it was a very, it was a definitely a very beneficial experience. Wade has taught us a lot. Um, he's guided us. He's definitely helped shape our sounds in a way that, like, kind of put us, like, you know, like it put us in a nostalgic um, sound that was also captivating and modern. It was new. Um, new and old at the same time, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of growth that we saw through him. Um, we went on to record um, our newest EP or mixtape that's going to be releasing soon with him, and then did the CD after that as well. So this is all new stuff. Uh, Tonight is one that he uh, that we recorded with him. Nice. Um, but every yeah, everything else is going to be with um, Wade, and yeah, we're just really excited working with him, and we're just honored that um, you know he lets us come. You pick his brain, use the studio, and everything. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a perfect fit. It seems like it, because like you hear the production quality. It's like, all right, well, they definitely went to someone who is well-rounded with being a producer, audio engineer. So, and I forget how I found out that you guys went to Andrew Wade. Maybe one of you, one you said something in a video. I can't remember, but I was like, wow, I was like, that makes sense. And putting two and two together for Florida and shit, like, yeah, <laughs> like it just makes sense. Um. Because he just he knows what he looks for in these projects, and when he takes them on full force, like he's just very devoted and like really like you said, like he molds and structures the music and helps you guide it through, which is fucking awesome. So I'm stoked that you guys have that for Magnolia Park. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're honored, honestly, we really are. Yeah, and uh, yeah, TikTok bands, dude. I don't know, man. Like. I guess that can be a, a new thing. Like, oh, you're in a TikTok band because there's a there's a lot of us out there. Um, I mean, Action Adventure was another big TikTok band. Uh, era. I was telling you off the record. Like, I think Arrows and Action is starting to come up a little bit in, in TikTok world. Um, but now it's more of like a you know we we've talked about this a lot, but it's 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 gonna have to happen if bands want to have an early and jumpstart success to a career, possibly if that's what they want to look for in being in a band. So. I mean, do you agree with that? Like, is this something that you're going to continue to keep doing with social media for, for Magnolia? Yeah, we have no intention to stop. Um, and I, I do agree. If you are a musician, even if you're an artist, really, whatever you're, if you're, let's just stick with music because I'm going to get ahead of myself. But if you're a musician, you should be on TikTok. Like, like I said, it's a free way to promote yourself to people that actually want to hear it. Um, and you know, there's overnight successes like us and Action Adventure and Arrows in Action. Like we've all had videos that went viral just from posting our videos or our music. And it changed, I know it changed our career. Like it started our career for sure. And I'm sure it did for you as well. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think your musicians doing themselves a really big disservice if they don't at least try it. True. Also, it gives you really good opportunities. Like, Action Adventure got signed up here, which is fucking sick. And yeah. if they got signed, you guys will be signed soon. I know it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you're about to make a deal. I don't know. I'm not a fucking psychic, but. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see in the future, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, never... Yeah. Very proud of those guys for getting signed. The music's awesome. Killer message. We're hoping to see them on the road really soon. God. Why can't we just have, like, a big fucking TikTok festival? Dude, that honestly is not that bad of an idea. <laughs> right? Can you imagine that lineup though? Like that would be so much fun. Like just the names like that we're just spewing off right now. Like that would be awesome because it's just it, I think people really just take it for granted how 
how accessible new music is now because of apps like that. Because people really don't think about, it, obviously, unless it's your profession or you do this for a living, or even if you're trying to do it for a living, it's it's so hard to get the attention of somebody and prove to them that you're worth a couple minutes of their life. And it seems so ridiculous to think that, but for me, just like consuming music, it's the it's honestly the perfect way to discover new music and it's the most optimal way of doing it. I don't know if there's a better way because I can't think of anything personally other than what TikTok provides. And if you got guys that curate playlists like George and you obviously got Jesse Lee out there or even people that are young enough like us that can curtail our own videos and maybe do instrumental playthroughs, like showing guys how we play the songs, maybe go and like take a back door and like look in the studio how you guys wrote something specifically. Like that's what people want to see. Even if it's a 15-minute clip, it gets you to jumpstart to other platforms, Spotify, YouTube, everything else. It's just – it's like a match made in heaven, man. Yeah, but also you have to think, like, these other social media apps are, like, fucking garbage. Like, Facebook is complete trash. Like, it, it gets terrible. out to nobody. Like, you post yeah. up, like, like, Conquer Divide, perfect example. Love those chicks. Dude, I think they have, like, easily over, like, I think 100,000 likes on, on uh, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I can't do two things at once. Look at me. <laughs> so it's like dude and they they make okay so they have sixty five thousand followers which is basically the same thing dude they'll post something and it gets like like i think i think Kristen said something like yo like this and see how much we can get from engagement and like people are force liking it and it's like they only get like a thousand likes it's like out of sixty five thousand people it doesn't make any fucking sense it makes no, it makes no like, sense jesus christ no i i just think these i think these apps and social media is just always changing so we as artists have to figure out the best way to get out there right now is TikTok. So I don't know, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just fucking wild. But it, like like you said, it's it's very beneficial for the careers of people who like really get that that traction. And it's just it's a like, small effect, especially with you guys. I mean, you kind of you prove that it works. <laughs> yeah, and so, you yeah. show the crazy shit behind the scenes, like when Karens are fucking coming in, in your music video shoots and try to shut <laughs> you down. And like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Like, bro, it's a warehouse. How about you just let the band like do their thing and go home? You fucking psycho. Yeah, that was crazy. God, we had to reshoot that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean. What was I going with that? Basically, you know, the TikTok artist is definitely a thing. Um, Facebook used to be the thing. MySpace used to be a thing. I think part of... Because sometimes where musicians... I don't want to say go wrong, but maybe don't realize is like you need to stay above the curve in so many things. It's not just music. Music is just part of it. You know, you need to be a marketer. You need to be an advertiser. You need to be a social media analyst, a promoter, a musician, a songwriter. You know, you're basically a one-man band well one man you know entrepreneur i guess at that point like you got to watch everything and if you stay on top of what social medias are going to get you the most traction the easiest way i mean that could be a big benefit and you could see that the bands that hopped on tiktok closer to before it started those are the ones that really saw success because now it's i don't know i'm sure you guys have noticed george i'm sure you've noticed on your channel it's harder on tiktok now because now is. they started doing the paid promotion and people are utilizing that and everyone's reach is just cut. I mean, you can still make stuff, but it's not as easy. It used to be. And it wasn't even really easy then, but it's harder now. Yeah. George, you ran into the problem of like, when you get to that threshold, you're able to monetize your channel too. It's, it sounds good on the surface, but the fact that they control the algorithm, the way that they do, if you want to monetize it, it's pretty much you saying, okay, like, 
if you pay me, but they have the control of whether or not anybody's going to even see it. So like, how many people do we, do we see every day, George, that talk about monetizing their channel and they're like, I had to unmonetize it to see whether or not I can get the same metrics that I was getting before that. And this, usually people just leave it off. <laughs> yeah. there. Well, I got scared because I saw something on Reddit um, in a TikTok help uh, subreddit. And it was like, if you do create a content, like there's a, there's like a, like a rumor that you don't get as much engagement. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to turn this the fuck off. And like, you don't even make that much money. Like I've, I've talked to a couple people who are, have at least half a million followers with millions of hits and they don't make that much like they basically like they made under like five grand in a year with all that i mean I, stuff. it's probably more uh enticing for people like like the kardashians or somebody that like they know that <laughs> it's a worse example but it's like that's the kind of i think that's the kind of people they want to come over somebody like super famous where it doesn't matter what they do or say or promote that they're gonna have the backing anyway right so this is the thing so tiktok is evolving and like we talked about this and i hate you know repeating myself but dude like it's rebranding like tiktok is going to be mostly for music soon like i like yeah. like tiktok was the dancing the trends which is still a thing stand-up comedians are coming on more um but now it's like it's like the the the, the subculture for emo alternative music is really thriving so it's like you know that's gonna be in its own bubble and jared like and that's another thing too like your success with that app is not on accident because like people do go viral over like you know, people love to roast others and that goes viral <laughs> and all that shit. But it's not an accident because I think these underground bands in general have to take into consideration you guys paid a lot. Of, like, I'm not saying how much you – I don't know how much you guys paid for it, but your music videos, the music um, in general, the the way you went about your aesthetic, you're, it's you're very professional. Yourself, like, yeah. it's very pleasing. As soon as it comes on your For You page, because the music videos are fucking sick, and especially when yeah. Kellen Quinn – it's on the TV during a pandemic. You know, it's like, <laughs> what what else could you do for quality purposes within that kind of music? So, it's it's refreshing, but it people have to understand it's not an accident. Like it takes a like it, you really gotta make that quality content in order for it to reach, which is what Magnolia Park did overall. Appreciate that always. Thank you. <laughs> um, you're right. I mean. You ha you still like you you know you can hit the algorithm algorithm right and you can get lucky and you can have some stupid video of you calling your dog a jerk go viral, yeah. but um you know like yeah you got you know with people that are doing music you know you got to put a lot of money time and effort into your static your videos and obviously the song as well and if you don't have a product that people like then you're right it's it's not gonna go viral but at least if you put all that into the product it has the chance to. Um, mm -hmm. so you're absolutely right that it's definitely like a lot more like planning and more strategic with trying to go viral on TikTok as opposed to just, you know, something silly. Yeah. And speaking of paying for this content, you just quit your job to be a full-time musician, my dude. Oh. How does that feel? <laughs> Feels amazing. The, right? Oh, I've been trying to do that since... I don't know. I wanted to be a professional musician since I was 13. I'll be 30 next month. Mm -hmm. So we made it. Hell yeah. Um, Congrats. Josh is Congrats. the only one that's left to quit his job. He's going to be doing it pretty soon, I'm sure. Wow. Since we're hitting 
all of us are going full in and making oh it happen. God, I'm getting emotional for the first time on this goddamn show. <laughs> like, well, because like I I feel you, bro. Like I've done that forever. Like when we were on Warp Tour, like I was like, dude, we're about to do this, man. And then we started starting another album. And then the pandemic happened. You know, yeah. so now we gotta start all over again. But no, nah, I'm super stoked for you guys. Like that's crazy. Like what? Like are you relieved? Like, what is that feeling as soon as you walked out of your work and you were like, oh, dude, I, I, I'm a musician. Like, this is my fucking job now, dude. Um, I was very happy to leave. Um, was not happy at that job. It was just day customer service job. But, I mean, the thoughts that go your, through your head, I think, are ones that everybody, like, every musician, I think, already knows what they're going to feel. They're going to feel relieved that they don't have to work this job they hate and they get to do what they want to do. But now it's you know, it's go time. It's like, you got to put everything into it. You have to make now all that free time that you would uh, throw away at a job. What, you know, you have to use all that for music and, you know, you have to prove to whatever manager record label or audience that is in front of you that you're worth their time, effort and money when it comes to streaming services and merch and everything. Like you have to make this job happen. Um, and there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. There's a lot of responsibility and um, a lot of lost hours of sleep and, <laughs> you know, just making sure that you're juggling a million things. But I wouldn't give it up for anything. I love that the busiest I've been is now that I don't have a full-time job. It's that it's all to Magnolia Park and what I want to be doing. Yeah, full-time, all in. Exactly. Yeah. And what? else benefits that like with me doing cre uh, con con uh, being a content creator and doing twitch streams and writing other music like it's whatever benefits what i want and it's music which yeah it's great <laughs> it's absolutely incredible that's, dude, that's like that's the dream man you, you're doing it definitely we've made so, it so like you as a bass player since i since i'm a bass player as well yeah he's I, yeah, I want to. I want to definitely get into uh, some of the uh, like gear talk with you. So, or just kind of like your mindset as a bass player, just because you know I think bass is an overlooked instrument for for non musicians. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're obviously, I feel like I think you would agree with this as a bass player. Depending on what project you're working with, you have to go with a different mindset and how you're going to be obviously utilized in that in that group. So you said obviously you're you're pretty new to Magnolia Park. What what do you try and what what do you think is your your role as a bass player with them and like what do you try and go for when you are in the writing process? Um, I would say as far as like my roles, well, I guess the thing is like I don't really think of myself as my role as the bass player because um, what really works well for us and why I feel musically we've all done so well is that we're all multi instrumentalists. Most of us are singers. I will admit, I'm not much of a bass player. I started playing bass when I joined the band. Oh, no kidding. I have a, I have a classical and music theater background in singing. Um, I've played drums and metal bands and pop punk bands for years. I'm a pianist. I've been playing for like 15 Damn. years. Um, so, And I'm a songwriter as well. I've had solo projects and stuff in the past. So when you say, like, oh, I'll talk about bass gear, I'm like, I'm still earning it. Okay. But, um, <laughs> They brought me into the band because they knew that I was a dedicated member that had a lot to offer and that because honestly, and everyone knows this, our music isn't hard. Our music is very simple. It's catchy. It's meant to captivate. We're not um, polyphia or anything like that. <laughs> um, but to answer your question as far as the role of the basses, I want to 
play whatever role makes the song shine. Um, I'm not, you know, as much as I'd love to slap all over a song if I could do it well enough um, and um, have like the spotlight. I like just kind of being, um, I just like kind of sitting in the pocket with my drummer, um, feeling it out and just doing what's needed to make the song the absolute best and have every other important part, like, you know, the singer, for example, shine. Yep. If that answers your question well. <laughs> so, okay, I mean, like, that kind of gives me down another avenue then. So, obviously, you're doing this mini tour. Um, one, it's just been a while since you guys have played a gig. Now you have added pressure for yourself specifically, Jared, the bassist of Magnolia Park. What, What is that like for you? Because, I mean, I think this, go, this will be a great kind of lesson for other people that might be asked to join a band and maybe play an instrument that they're not comfortable with or something that they're not familiar with. What, what is your mindset going into, obviously, you're nine days away from going on this tour. What what are you thinking going into this on something that you've probably not had much familiarity with? And now you're going to be out on a tour, obviously, riding the highs of what you guys have been doing during the pandemic. Yeah, there has been, ever since I joined the band, there's been a lot of, um, there's just been a lot of thoughts on that because I as personally, I like being as prepared as possible. I love being sure. ready, you know, what I'm doing. And I knew what I was getting into um, joining the band as, you know, playing an instrument that I've never done on a stage before. Um, I I mean, I guess um, I'm still nervous. I'm still nervous. I practice, I practice probably every day, every other day since I joined a year and a half ago. Um, I have not stopped because <laughs> I want to know as much as I can. I don't want to make any stupid uh, mistakes. I want to look good playing. I don't want to look stiff. So there's, honestly, it's just been me analyzing every little part of my playing and my aesthetic when I'm on stage. And I'm still excited for it. As for anybody that's in the same situation and they're nervous, which, you know, I don't see why not. If this is what you want, go for it. Like if you want to be the guitarist of a new band and you're dedicated, you'll get yourself there. If you make a mistake, sure, you will. I definitely have. I mean, my first recording session, I was recording an audio compound and I was about to piss myself because I was like, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just with anything, if you're dedicated and you want it, you'll get it. And if you don't do as well the first time, keep trying. Um, as far as like how I feel things will go, I know I'm very prepared. I think I'm going to have those nerves until I'm on stage doing it, but I've rehearsed enough. I've learned everything I possibly can, got all the gear I need, and I have my band backing me to making sure that everything is good, and I'm going to trust that. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean, like, you already got the bass player mentality right there. You had, you hit all the key points I was looking for, so I'll give you, like, the stamp of approval. You are, you are a bass player, obviously. <laughs> I'm looking forward to live shows and having because there's so many vocalists in the band with this harmonization going on when it comes to live shows. I look forward to that. I'm sure, dude, like you guys have mastered that within these rehearsals that you've been doing. You know. Thank you. Yeah, we. Um, it's really cool when you have a lot of singers that can pull off a bunch of different parts, especially the backing. Of course, we're gonna have the audience hop on board and help us out with some popular songs but we're really excited for that and we've been putting a lot of time and effort into that Dude, as well but like that saves so much wear and tear on josh and the longevity that gives his instrument to oh. not mm -hmm. sing like that all the time yeah. every time and not be and, and have the backup like that Dude, that's what a fucking a plus situation for him on that such one. an asset man absolutely oh, dude 100 percent 
Yeah, because like we try to back up. Well, I don't. We try to back up Kevin from our band, but like it's not easy because he's he's got a high tenor. So, so that and, and that's the other thing too. I mean, like we're talk, going back to the bass thing. Playing bass and singing is not the same yeah, thing as dude, talking like, sick, man. Different beast, man. <laughs> I can't even talk it's and so... play my drums at the same time, let alone fucking sing. <laughs> I think I I think I benefited in the past. I had so many members that would call out or, or call out of gigs and quit the band. Um, I was the singing drummer for years. Oh, so, uh, yeah, oh you're like Donnie from yeah. Hail the Sun, dude. Like just yeah, going uh, on. I think that prepped me where it's like, okay, I can, it's it's still different than singing and playing drums and singing and playing bass, but I think that really prepared me a lot for doing it. And luckily, Freddie is also a singer. Vince is a singer. Um, and yeah, like you said, just it's definitely a good situation for Josh. He's forever thankful that he's got backups if he needs them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm just curious as to like, getting Kelly Quinn on as a feature, which is super fucking rad because yes. it adds another tone to the song and such. And he's obviously one of the best vocalists in our scene. And it's so awesome hearing that motherfucker with MGK on the radio now. I was like, but why can't Sleeping be on the radio? But it's still cool that, like, you know, he'll 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 back up MGK. And they've been fucking boys since, like, fucking, I think, 2014 when MGK featured on the Sleeping With Siren song. But um, were there any other vocalists that were kind of in your view to hit up and be like would you guys like to come on a track or such and like like how was that experience with working with Kellen and, and bringing him on that song so it was awesome how we so that was was that the first feature? yeah that was the first feature that we ever released and um how we went up how we went about actually contacting him is um we used a website called featured x um, it's a website that's founded by one of, uh, I can't remember his role in the band. He was one of the members of Fit for a King. Oh, uh, shit, really. okay. Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> so this, I think this really started taking off during Corona because, you know, people were still able to record, but they weren't able to tour. So a lot of musicians, basically, you can add yourself on there, create a profile, and you can charge for features. And we had, I think we had a friend's um sent one of the band members like hey kellen's on featured x you guys should go for it so we sent him love me um before it was released obviously and um it was all finished and we sent him like hey he's not gonna answer us fuck it whatever he messages us like that night and he's just like fucking love this song i want to hop on it so it proves wow. a feature we Hell get it works and yeah and it was it was awesome working with him um you know, um, he still continues to really help us out by promoting us a lot. He shares a lot of our stuff on his social medias, which the dude has, like, millions Aww. of followers. Really yes. helps us. Um, I know he said he's talked to us about other industry and pe professionals, so sometimes we'll get people that have contacted us, like, oh, yeah, Kellen told us about you. And um, what's really cool is we're going to get to play with Sleeping With Sirens at um, Unsilent Night that we're going to be playing in Texas this December. And it looks like he might hop on stage with us and sing his part. Get the Does fuck out of here. Oh, but yeah, Kellen's an awesome dude. He's really helped us out. He's guided us a little bit and really made Love Me like as big as possible. Yeah, Yo, look really at that did. site right now. This is pretty dope, man. What's the site called again? It's called... Fe it Featured and then X. Yeah, featured X dot yeah. com. And you'll see a lot of people you know on there. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can definitely get good features. Of course, 
the thing is you also need to be approved by the artist. You know, the oh, artist yeah, has yeah. to they dig it, they can do something for it. But yeah, we sent it to Kellen. Kellen said, Hell yeah, let's do it and dude, this we had dude, he also doubled down and came on the music video, which is a lot of the times it's really hard to get those guest yeah. vocalists to do that. Yes. I see Kellen he, right here. <laughs> yeah, he's still there. He still does it. Um yeah, getting him to be in the music, that was something like we asked him, he said, yeah, sure. And of course, you know, we just had him send some footage since everyone's still in lockdown, but he took the time to send footage so he could be in the video. He shared on his socials and yeah, definitely helped the song blow out more um, on uh, like TikTok and, and Twitter and all that. It's yeah, very that's, cool what the, that's what this scene needs is like the big, which the, the bands are doing. They don't have an obligation, but I think they're starting to understand like, all right, we really need to start sharing really good underground music. Mm -hmm. Like, because we're doing it now, like on the TikTok stuff, like there are other people besides me and Jesse and Zach doing it. And other people are doing it too. But that's the authenticity of supporting the scene is like to promote really good underground, well-rounded human beings who have a possibility of viewing this as a career. And mm -hmm. seeing the bigger guys like Kellen do it is a huge like hats off to him because he doesn't have to fucking do that. You know what I mean? Like. He's already yeah, successful. He like he doesn't have to fucking really do anything. So, yep. that's 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 a huge fucking W, Callan. Like, good for you, dude. I fucking love that shit, man. Like, it's awesome to see that he's definitely leading the charge on, like you said, developing the next generation, giving them a platform with his name attached to it. It's very yeah. cool. I I want it to happen more often. I I only really see Kellen doing it. Um, yeah. Um. And, you know, him and MGK, you know, it'd be really fucking cool. I think if MGK, because there's a lot of haters on that on that guy for no reason, because his album hit platinum and like, it's really fucking good. And, you know, yeah. Travis Barker is, you know, really bringing this pop punk scene to more of a bigger fucking, you know, engagement than it's ever been. But um, I think I don't I, I wish he would do it on this show, but it's going to be nearly impossible to hit up MGK. But like. <laughs> I want. I I think it would be a really good idea to fucking shut the haters and the gatekeepers up if he just sat down and listened to like on Twitch or on a, on a YouTube fucking fucking channel and just watched underground pop punk bands that were really good and just gave yeah. his opinion. That's a really cool idea. I Honestly, think. I I would like I would watch that and see what he thought about you know all the underground bands. That would be really cool. Yeah, like just fucking throws Magnolia Park out there. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. It just kind of keeps it but he's so fucking like humble with that shit dude like he just his album hit man like nobody nobody it wasn't a promise that his album was gonna go platinum no. it's just like people and enjoy he it he came in with a lot of baggage too in terms of like what people's perception of him was to begin with and well, the, fact, the whole eminem thing too yeah and then know. like the fact that he crossed genres like that and kind of you know led this this revival <laughs> yeah and nobody expected but dude like the thing is like he's always been in this scene but he's been behind yeah, like closed doors sure, yeah. just hanging out like he was yeah. always at the warp tour like he was always fucking chilling yep. and shit so people just like, get kind of i feel like people just get butthurt because it's not who they want to be the face of it and it's just like it doesn't matter who's the face well, of it because we all benefit cares? at the same time dude i was at yeah. a bar the other day and like i was with a friend they were only playing fucking classic emo and pop punk bands. It was it blew my mind. I was like, we're in like a fucking nice area. Like I'm confused. Like why are we listening to pop punk like <laughs> now? Like is it that relevant? Like is, is this is so dude, weird. That's like stuff that's gonna be on classic rock stations coming a couple it years. It is. It uh, is. Dude, 104.5. Uh, I'm like doing my job, and it's like fucking 
all American rejects and paramount. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, am I just getting old? Yes, that's the fucking answer. Like, it's classic now. Fucking dig a six foot hole and bury myself, bro. My fucking god. Yeah, that's oh. great, but that's very hurtful. <laughs> classic rock. Oh no. Classic that, emo, dude. Yeah, that's funny though. That's a weird thought. No, I, yeah, MGK's relevance is, I mean, whether people love him or hate him, I mean, Magnolia Park, we, we fucking love it. We love his music, and he's a big inspiration to us. But, you know, love him or hate him, like, he's here, and he's making pop punk relevant. Like, that should be enough for anyone that's in the genre. Like, when was the last time rock and pop punk was on the radio or was in, you know, uh, well, massive pop culture? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's a just, thing now. It was probably TRL days, and that's it, dude. That's all we yeah. had. It's like all these, you know, all these bands that play in the genre that are like underground. Like this is your chance. This is the time. This is the time to push that music because people want it now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a great thing. Invest in pop punk. Stonks through the roof, dude. We're going to the Stonks, moon. boy. <laughs> We're going to the moon. Invest in pop punk coin. We're going to the moon, boys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find any other prominent vocalist that I would know in our scene on this website besides Kellen. I'm like just like browsing through it. It's... Well, they have just like musicians too that can feature. I saw like uh, yeah, Corey Gallagher's on there, George. Oh, Jay-Z. yeah. Oh, and I you think they got the vocalist from Ice Nine Kills too. Yeah, Spencer's on there also. Josh is on there also. We had Josh put a profile up there. He just did his first feature through Featured X. Uh, he was recording it today, actually. Hey, oh, that's awesome. That's, that's a good side hustle. Yeah, Josh, Josh is there also. Eventually, we all, all the band members want to be on there in some way to help whatever whatever they feel comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, you ever heard of like Fiverr? You can kind of do something like that, but th- that's more like, like that's somebody's job is to do that, you know. Yeah. This this is like such a good idea because one, it's like literally in the name featured X, and it's like obviously everybody wants somebody of prominence to feature on their shit because it's obviously going to get eyes on it. And if you respect the guy, like even better tenfold. So yeah. you guys kind of hit a home run with Kellen because he he could have just collected a check probably and just said, yeah, I'm done with it. But shit, proved that you guys obviously were onto something good. Yeah, he he's stuck around, and yeah. yeah, we're hoping. I'm hoping we have more um, that we work together on in the future, but definitely. Yeah. Um, quick question. So, um, I know the recent release of the EP. Well, it's not an EP. It says it's out on Spotify, but it's it's a mixtape. But the recent release of that is pretty fucking huge. You hit a million over streams on Spotify. I was sick of it all. Um what what do you guys plan for more releases like are you going to do singles or are you going to do a, a whole concept album or another mixtape like how what is, what is your like future look like right now as of new material so let's so for this year for the rest of 2021 um we're gonna have our second mixtape drop and um i will say it's coming very very soon very very soon cool. <laughs> Um, it's the second mixtape EP, but we like we like taking the hip hop approach because we have a lot of inspiration for hip hop artists and how they conduct releases in their music. So that's why we do mixtape. Nice. Um, so we have second mixtape, and then we have our um, album, which is going to come out, which we're calling the Halloween mixtape. Um, we have the mixtape, which is basically an EP. We have an album that's coming this fall as well. 
Um, we'll be back in the studio after tour recording more because we just want to keep putting out content consistently. As far as are we doing the single game? Yeah, we're gonna we like pushing singles and then building it up to you know EP. Um, it just does really well for us. It lets us stay more relevant. Um, we just we don't want to be the band that like releases. You know, like not no hate to bands that do this because usually it's because of budgeting or labels or touring. But sure. you know, bands will it's like an album once a year or maybe yeah. once every few years. And we don't want to do that. Like we want to keep releasing music. God, we would release music every month if we could. Yeah, um, yeah, but you know, we're gonna have three releases for this year, and we're hoping to have, you know, at least like two next year as well with a bunch of singles, new music videos. Uh, more characters to build our universe um, and all of that. Record labels are like banks, so if you get a really good fucking record label that backs you, I think you're going to be able to release a lot of music. Hold on, let me think. I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to take a guess and see where Magnolia Park is going to go okay. in the next fucking year. I can see it being hopeless. That's huh? rad. Yeah. <laughs> that means I'm right. Cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I guess we'll have to do revisionist history with this. I feel like it. Well, I was shocked because the C4 Cinema guy was signed to Pure Noise. I did. I knew they were gonna get a label, but I was like that. I was that. I was, oh, that was a great signing for that band. Yeah. Those wiggly, wiggly motherfuckers. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're poor guys. Guys, they're awesome. That's the first band on this podcast that was underground and got signed. So hopefully, yep. it just keeps happening. I we I wanted action adventure on, um, when I saw like their TikTok got on and I just got on TikTok I was like yeah you guys gonna come on, but we couldn't get them on until after they got signed I was like yeah, right, it was like right, right but, after yeah but we all knew what was coming and then you guys so you guys will be the second official band that comes on that gets signed I'm not saying you are getting like I'm not saying like you guys have a label or anything because you didn't tell we're not anything. putting any pressure on y'all no I'm not putting any pressure I'm just saying it's kind of logical and I think it would be like. It would make sense for Magnolia Park to get signed, so I'm just I'm just calling it as it is, dude. Like I, on the real stuff, I know like we're coming to an end with the podcast, but like during the like the pandemic and stuff, like how 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 have you been with like your mental health and um how how is everything with family and friends and relationships? Like is everybody is everybody cool and safe since this is hopefully coming to an end soon? Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, I mean I've been good. Um. You know, the last year I, I joined Magnolia Park in February and we just we kept going, you know. It really sucked because um, we were supposed to play a House of Blues uh, show, like basically, it was like early April and then yeah. in March, like, nope, everything's done. So we kind of like took a moment to reflect and just be like, you know what, like we don't want to stop. We, we know the industry is shutting down, but we want to keep doing what we're doing. So that's when we went with TikTok. We were in the studio all year recording whenever we could as safely as possible, uh, doing music videos so that we have all of this material ready to go. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's kind of what saved me. I mean, that definitely kept giving me a sense of purpose. Um, seeing our success when Sick of It All went viral and seeing everything just keep climbing, like, it's been one I, it's but I've been wanting and what everyone in the band has been wanting for so long. So, I mean, yeah. that only kept us all positive about the future and hopeful and now here we are about to go on a tour which yep. we've been waiting for so and you know what but, you guys you guys are all good dudes clearly you got a great head on your shoulder too like you seem like you know you come across guys like we all know that kind of like it's an expectation for them for them to get obviously these good things that happen to them whether and whether or not they are technically proficient and talented enough for that that's a whole nother conversation but it's so refreshing to hear people like you that 
obviously you're a team player and you want good things to happen for everybody, not just yourself. And it's like, we just need to keep spreading good vibes like this. Like that's what we want to do. We want to build a community with guys like you, Magnolia park, all these bands that obviously they, they want the community to thrive and you're obviously happy with everything. You're so appreciative. So it's just really refreshing to hear that stuff, man. I, I try and laud people when they talk like that. And so they know that it is not falling upon deaf ears. No, I, I really appreciate that. That like we, we're all like you said, like we're all really good guys. We're really chill. We're humble. We believe in ourselves. We're confident in what we do. But we all want to build a community that's here while we're here and after we're gone. You know, like like we all love this music. We know what it did for all of us, and it saved all of us in the past when we were growing up, going through teenage and all that. And yep. you know, it's cool to see so many bands step up. It's insanely cool to see that now it's not as inclusive. Uh, am I saying this right? It's not exclusive like it used to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. non-binary, um, LGBT, like there's so many people that are now in the scene that I thought was always allowed in the scene, but, you know, other people were gatekeeping and keeping them out. So I'm really proud of, you know, like bands like like us, uh, Arrows in Action, Action Adventure, Meet Me, The Altar, Pink Shift, like all these bands that are stepping forward and creating a new scene. Hell and yeah. I'm happy like you two that are here talking about it and you know promoting it and mm -hmm. you know it's just a cool thing that we have this especially after 2020 yeah and we still yeah. got we still have work to do so we have yeah. a lot of work to do it's gonna, it's gonna be Fire. great that you guys are gonna be getting out on the road and we wish you the best of luck with that stuff so obviously just keep spreading good vibes hopefully uh covid gets away and we don't have to worry about that again but yeah. it's, a, it's it's been a pleasure man so no, thanks for having me here, George, Zach. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. I'm hoping we can hop on in the future with more band Absolutely. members, get some more stories after tour going. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have to get Josh. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Josh on. Uh, Make we'll sure he gets beers. a charger. I think everybody in the band's going to have to buy him a phone charger. That's going to be. I'll give him one when he gets here. He's like, bro, here. <laughs> <laughs> here, bro, just yeah. hold on to this for a while. Um, Yeah, dude, we sincerely appreciate it. Like, best of luck on the tour. And uh, when you come through, we're, I'm definitely buying you guys a beer and we're going to chill and, and have a yeah, good time man. and possibly do this in person. We're, we're, we're trying very hard. So we'll see. Love that. Let's but, make uh, it happen.